You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. I vomited last night. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. I literally vomited. I threw up. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico back with you. Uh, Notorious B.I.B. says, enough with the Iowa love, guys. You guys are making me sick. Hey, don't worry. We puked in between actually during the commercial break. Yeah, I think it, I think it did. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It was kind of gross. Look, we, I almost, we bounced back. Look, no, Tor, I almost said a bad word. All right. It wasn't love. <laughs> it wasn't love. It wasn't love. Let's, let's go to the Aloe VIP line. VIP line brought to you by Aloe Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with a local heart. And we're joined by our good friend who we haven't talked to in what feels like a, a couple months. Uh, Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, the rival site for the Huskers. Steve, what's the what's up, man? How was the holidays? Hey, thanks, guys, for having me. The holidays were great. Um, you know, got, I think it was like uh, Christmas. We got snowed in here. Uh, yeah. weren't able to make it to the grandparents house, but we did that, uh, this past weekend. So, uh, busy, uh, busy time of year right now, for sure. Um, yeah. trying to get some content stuff up on the site over at inside Nebraska, but, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been enjoyable. What was this the first or second year with the, with the kid? This is a first. So it's oh, uh, her wow. first uh, Christmas and first New Year's. So wow. um, we uh, we had fun with it. That's good. That was going to be my question. I was say, how did uh, how did the first Christmas and New Year's go with the little one? Yeah, it went well. I mean, uh, you know, Christmas Day was was great. The grandparents all got to see her. She had a nice little uh, Christmas dress on. Um, good stuff. And then for New Year's, I mean, I was in bed by like ten thirty. So <laughs> wow, she, she was in bed by. Uh, she usually goes to bed by seven, uh, seven thirty PM. So early nights, uh, in the, in the Mark household, but it works. Wait, yeah, wait, wait. So Steve, are you telling me she's not going to watch Nebraska, Indiana tonight? <laughs> she will not. <laughs> I'm going to try to stay awake for it as well, but I will be there Nick. Okay, cool. Well, so uh, let's, let's <laughs> try to stay awake. Um, anyway, <laughs> she's gonna be falling let's, asleep let's, in the media. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't have to elbow Steve. Hey, it's an eight Oh seven, uh, tip guys. It's, it's a late one. It that, is. Hey, that is late. I know. I know the feeling, man. Um, so Steve, let's talk about what are, what are the benefits of an 8 PM tip? Because like we've talked about, like we don't have to, don't have to worry about a late, late arriving crowd. Like you hope that there shouldn't be a late arriving crowd. Um, and like, there's a lot of chances for now eyeballs to be on Nebraska as they're sitting here at 11 and two. Yeah, I think it, it, the, the late tip maybe could provide more of a raucous atmosphere inside PBA. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena, a lot of, a lot of the people, um, coming to this, coming to the arena are going to be coming from the Haymarket and, mm-hmm. and maybe have, have a few drinks in them. They know, they know a Big Ten team. And Indiana is coming, and it's a, it's a huge game for Nebraska. We're going to learn a lot about this team. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, Husker fans are going to bring it tonight. I think it's going to be a really cool atmosphere, and I think the 8 p.m. tip uh, might help that create even even more of a raucous crowd and and home court environment for Fred Ho- Fred, Fred Hoiberg and his team. Now, now, Steve, what's the key tonight for Nebraska? Because, like, I I look at um, certainly the defensive side, but like. I'm curious if rink mass is or not, I mean, is or isn't playing tonight. Like they're going to need some balanced scoring throughout this whole entire big 10 
season, I guess. What's your key tonight for Nebraska basketball against the Hoosiers? Yeah, so for me, the, the key is um, how how is Nebraska going to deal with Indiana's size and physicality? Now, they have uh, a few injury issues of their own. Uh, Xavier Johnson, their starting point guard, has mm. missed the last seven games, um, and they've had to start a true freshman who, you know, is doing what he can, but he's still a, a 19-year-old true, true freshman out there playing point. Um, and then Khalil Ware, that seven, that seven foot, uh, second year transfer from Oregon, former five star guy. Uh, he had COVID and he missed the last game. Um, it's kind of, un- I'm kind of uncertain on if he's going to play tonight, but I think chances are looking good that he is going to be out there along with Xavier Johnson. So Indiana might get two of their starters back, back to their lineup. Um, but yeah, if you, if you ask me keys to the game, I mean, it's, it's putting up with how are you going to deal with the physicality and the length? that Indiana provides clear wear seven feet. Um, and then uh, Renault Malik Renault, uh, he's averaging 16 points per game. He's a, another former five-star guy uh, a couple years ago. Um, he's six, nine two thirty, And then um, even at the two position, Trey Galloway is super, super athletic at six, five, two Oh five. And then they have another five-star um, in, in this year's class as a true freshman McK- McKenzie and Baco. He is uh, playing really, really well, and he's around the six eight, six nine range. So this is a this is a big, long Indiana team, and like you like you mentioned with uh, rank mask, you know you'd love to have him out there, but I don't know if we're going to see it. It's a game time de- game time decision, and you would absolutely love to have rank mask body out there just to just to help defend the paint against uh, these big Hoosiers um, at six ten two fifty, but. Um, yeah, if he if he doesn't get out there, I'm really I'm really kind of wondering how Nebraska is going to handle Indiana physically because you know without rink mask it's Josiah Alec and he's just six eight, um, so you'd like to see a little bit more size. Um, but uh, Juwan Gary at six six, Bryce Williams is going to have to toughen up and and show that he can um, be a tough defender in the paint at six foot seven for a guard. So you know you ask keys for the game it's it's dealing with indiana's size and physicality and and kind of what the game is going to look like inside of the three point arc uh, that's that's where my eyes are going to be steve with without uh, rink mass excuse me gosh i just had a brain and fart there uh without rink mass how much does this team change um yeah i mean i think it changes a lot just because he means so much uh, to the team. I mean, Rink is one of the leaders, which is really impressive for a first year guy out of the transfer portal from uh, Bradley. But, you know, he provides an inside scoring option. He provides an outside mm-hmm. scoring option. He's just, I think, one of the one of the tougher defenders uh, down low. I mean, I think this would have been a really good test against Khalil Ware if he, if he is out there. Uh, I think that would have been a great test for somebody like Rink Mask. But, um, yeah, you. I think it really hurts Nebraska not to have him out there against uh, a, a team like Indiana just because of what he means. I mean, he means so much offensively and defensively, and it just puts a lot more pressure on the other guys with size that the that that Nebraska does have with Josiah Alec. I mean, Josiah hasn't had the offensive output that Rink has, but he brings energy. He brings his own kind of brand mm-hmm. of um, you know energy on the defensive end of the court, and Nebraska's going to need all of what Josiah Alec can get tonight, and then. Juwan Gary, I mean, Fred Hoiberg said it best, and I can't agree with him more, is, you know, you know Juwan Gary is going to show up and not back down from anybody. And so I think it's a good thing that uh, Gary kind of – he played against uh, South Carolina State, but not a whole lot, and I think that was smart to kind of save his body for this uh, war that the Huskers are going to go on 
uh, tonight. But yeah, I mean, you obviously want to have rink mask out there, but it is a long season, um, 18 straight games uh, of, of Big Ten competition. You'd like to have a full roster right now, but I don't know if it's going to happen for Nebraska. But it's a long season. Um, tonight isn't going to uh, make or break the Husker season, but you obviously want to have him out there. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, without without uh, rink mask, that kind of leaves a hole uh, left to be filled in, in Nebraska's uh, lineup here. We're speaking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Steve, when you look at Nebraska's program for this season, uh, we obviously know the schedule is what it is, right? They didn't have the toughest non-con slate. Um, and they're sitting here with an 11 and two record in the grand scheme of it all. How much do we actually know about Nebraska basketball? Do you feel like you have a pretty good read on what this team is, or is it going to be, you know, a couple big 10 games before we really find out and have a clear idea of what this team is? Personally, I don't, I'm, I'm um, on the trail end of that one. I don't think we know a whole lot right now. I think mm-hmm. we need to get some big 10 games under our belts. Um, just, just to see how this uh, group of Huskers reacts to the same level of competition as them, because you are, you are right, Nick. I mean, there were a lot of uh, cupcakes on that early schedule, but I think for this, for this specific team it was a good thing that needed that to get some um, air under their wings and some mm-hmm. momentum um, you know, that, that hasn't happened a lot in, in the early seasons of Nebraska basketball. So I think it was ultimately a good thing to get some momentum and work on some things and kind of find some things out about some players. But yeah, you're right. There's no, there's no going to practice and, and kind of practicing against the Indianas, Wisconsin's, Purdue's, Iowa's, um, with, with your scout team guys. It's just not the same. So you need to go out there. You need to play these, uh, big 10 teams and see, and see where you stack, stack up against them because, you know, you're not going to find that stuff out when you're playing like Duquesne and Oregon State and Stony Brook, Ryder, Florida A&M, all those guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, tonight tonight is big, um, but I, I think it's going to be good for kind of like a learning um, thing with, with Husker fans because, and again, with Fred Hoiberg, I'm, I'm sure Fred is going to really uh, relish the opportunity to watch um, his guys play against Indiana and kind of find out what he truly has. I'm, I'm really interested to see, you know, who the, who the go-to guy on this team is if, if Rink is not out there. Who else steps up? Um, I'm wondering if I'm, I'm really anxious to see uh, Bryce Williams and, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe see how he kind of develops once this con- conference slate starts up here. Is he going to be the guy that, you know, that the ball finds when the shot clock is ticking down and somebody needs to go make a move? I mean, Bryce Williams is my pick, but um, throughout the season, you know, he's, he's had some ups and downs, but I'm wondering if this conference slate picking up uh, maybe changes some things for him and, and he really kind of tries to ramp things up and maybe the coaches uh, see that too and, and maybe call some plays for him, more plays for him and, and things like that. We're speaking with Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. And Steve, you kind of mentioned a go-to guy and a guy who was selected as an all-Big Ten first-team member, Casey Tomonaga, has been relatively quiet as the season has gone on and his family's in town, the Big Ten starting. It's teams that he's you know more familiar with playing against, but they're also more familiar with him. What, what is like an, ex- not an expected, but how important would it be for Nebraska to get just like a pseudo last year Casey back? I mean, that would be amazing. I'm just, just, for what he brings on, on the court, if he could return to his form that he had, that he was playing with last year and, and just, you know, drilling threes multiple times per game. Um, you know, if he could get, if he could just regain what, what he uh, was playing with last year, that helped that help out the offense so much because it would just open up so much more for, for his teammates um, elsewhere. But you know what, you're, you're right, Rico. I mean, I think, uh, you know, doing what he did last year in the Big Ten, I think a lot of teams had a full offseason to try to 
um, figure out what to do with him, how to play him, how to get on his nerves, how to, how to get him off his game. And, you know, so far maybe it's worked. I know he's, he had that uh, sprained ankle against Doan in the exhibition and, you know, it wasn't a smooth start for him this season and, and maybe he's trying to regain his legs, but uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that I've been kind of disappointed in, but you know, I, you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's a small guard. He's, he's six, he's six to uh, around 180, 85 pounds. You know, he's always going to have that disadvantage and, you know, it's kind of up to him to, to figure out how to, how to, how to, you know, get past that. Right. Because there's going to be, he's always going to be guarded by somebody bigger um, and stronger than him in this league. He just is. And so, you know, it's, it's up to him. Uh, to to try to figure out what to do it's up to the coaching staff to try to figure out ways to get him free whether that's setting more screens better screens more effective screens things like that just to try to get some space for him to to um to work with uh so that, that's kind of where I see with things but yeah I mean getting Casey back to return um to his form that he was playing with last year would be incredibly beneficial for this team and then just kind of open up more things inside if he's dragging that uh, defense out constantly every time down the court. Steve, switching over to football here, just a couple of uh, of quick questions. Uh, Julian Fleming, just a little under 20 minutes ago, officially commits to Penn State. So Nebraska either stepped aside, stepped out of the way, moved on, whatever the case may be. Julian Fleming, the Ohio State transfer, on to Penn State where he's uh, initially from. But now this weekend, Nebraska hosting Isaiah Nayor from Texas and then also uh, Jamal Banks from from Wake Forest. I, I mean, you have to feel like these are really the two names. And he, I mean, especially Jamal Banks, the one name uh, that really have been the only ones we've heard through the transfer portal. So, I mean, how, how confident are you that either one or two of these end up being a Husker? Uh, that's a good question. I, I feel pretty confident that one of them. Um, is going to be a Husker. Um, you know, Jamal, uh, Jamal Banks, he's, he's an interesting guy. He, I mean, he comes from a power, he played a powerhouse in high school at St. Francis Academy. Uh, just a powerhouse over there that turns out division one prospects every single season. He's got the size. I mean, they both kind of have the size that you, that Nebraska, I think is mm-hmm. sorely missing and, and plus the experience too. Uh, Jamal Banks is six foot four, 205 pounds. He's played a lot of football in his career he really enjoyed a uh, kind of like a breakout 2022 season he caught he caught nine touchdown passes a little under 700 yards receiving so i mean if if nebraska can get somebody like jamal banks in in the receiver room to kind of be that big body and that experienced guy to help all the all those younger talented Mm -hmm. uh receivers like malachi coleman uh jaden doss jalen lloyd all those guys i mean those those guys just need a leader uh, an old veteran leader up there to show them how to how to beat college football receivers, and I think Jamal Banks would be a really good one. Isaiah Nair, he's he's kind of an interesting story. I, I remember him from 2021 uh, when he was at uh, Wyoming. He really, yeah he had a great great season in 21, a uh, little under 900 yards receiving, 12 touchdown passes. He was an All Mountain West Conference guy, um, and then you know when he when he hit the portal after that 21 season, I mean he was a hot name, like a really hot name. I mean he was. Uh, um, committed to Tennessee, I think it was before flipping to Texas at the last minute, and then and then had a unfortunately in in fall camp he had an ACL injury to his knee, um, missed all of the 2022 season, and then uh, just didn't play much. He only played in one game in, in uh, this past season for Texas. Uh, caught one pass again in the season opener against Rice. He's um, just a big body at six foot three, 215 pounds, so that's really good. 
And I'm just kind of wondering like what, what kind of shape he's going to be in right now. I'm, I'm sure he's looking for an opportunity right now because he's in a stacked room um, at Texas. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I think the chances are, are good that Nebraska gets out of this with one of them. If you're asking me for my opinion, I, I hope it's Jamal Banks just because I think he, he provides literally everything that Nebraska is looking for in a receiver. He's big, he's got experience. And, um, yeah, the Huskers just need someone uh, like Jamal Banks in there. Um, and then also Dante Dowdell, the, the running back from Oregon, he is also scheduled yeah. to uh, visit this, this uh, weekend too. And that's another, another big one in a position of need for the Huskers. So a lot, lot of stuff going on in the transfer uh, community with Nebraska in, in this weekend. This is a guy, last one before we let you go, Steve, this is a guy that, that I know you're a big, you're, you're, you're pretty high on. And, and you wrote an article about him a couple of days ago. Donovan Jones from Omaha North is someone I, I know you're, you're pretty high on through just our texts back and forth and stuff. What can you tell Nebraska fans about a guy that, that really wasn't discussed in the recruiting class really for, for the state of Nebraska because everybody was so, um, I, I guess, you know, worried about Daniel Kalen and, and worried about maybe some 2025 guys like Christian Jones from Westside. What can you tell Husker fans about Donovan Jones, the defensive back from Omaha North. Loads of potential, loads of untapped potential. I mean, so he had a, he had a pretty good junior season over at Omaha North, um, just uh, starting at safety. Um, then he, then the junior season uh, ended and, you know, he was wondering what to do. He only had a couple offers uh not power five offers not fbf offers um but you know he, he attended a camp uh in june i think it was a husker camp he ran a 40 and it was around the 4-4 range all of a sudden and the coaches were turning their heads like who the heck is this guy right so so they make him run it again and and he runs a 4-4 again um and you know he's he's six one he's pushing six foot two he's almost 190 pounds this kid is just going to keep getting better. And then he, he was offered, he committed the next day. It was a good story. Um, he was almost going to go to Wyoming because Craig bull was at the camp on day. He wow. ran the four, four in and, and offered him on the, on the spot on Tom Osborne field. So it was a pretty cool scene, but it was a even better scene. His senior season at Omaha North, he just absolutely had a breakout year. I mean, he was everywhere on defense for Omaha North and what I really like about Donovan Jones is just the versatility and, and production that he brings. So he, he can play, he can play a safety. He's a candidate in my eyes, at least to play that hybrid Rover role that Isaac Gifford started in uh, this past season. Uh, but again, if you kind of close your eyes and, and imagine like what Donovan Jones could potentially turn into, you know, in a season or two of uh, weightlifting and, and nutrition and getting bigger, better, more physical, all that good stuff. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if Donovan Jones turns into like a, a 220, 225 pound inside linebacker. And he's flying all over the place and shooting gaps and in, in, in this uh, Tony White defense. So um, I just think that, you know, there's a lot of potential with Donovan Jones. He's, he's a guy who is, is uh, downhill. He's very comfortable in the tackle box to, to help with run support. He can hold his own in pass coverage. He's just, I don't know, you can, you can do a lot of things with somebody like Donovan Jones and he's somebody who flew way under the radar that I don't think a lot of people are uh, talking about. And that's fine. Um, you know, but uh, you know, Donovan Jones is absolutely one to keep an eye on for me just because of what he can provide in the back end of a defense. He can play safety, uh, Rover. And then, like I said, you know, down the road, maybe just depending on how his body develops over time, 
inside linebacker. All right, Steve. Hey, good stuff as always, my man. Good to talk to you after a couple of weeks off. Uh, we will see you tonight at PBA. We'll talk to you soon, man. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. There he is, Steve Mark, inside Nebraska. Good stuff as always from him on Husker Hoops and Husker Football. Big fan of Donovan Jones is he. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. It's the last week of the NFL regular season. And what's that mean, Rico? Contract incentives. Uh-oh. Let's talk about them as we uh, get you ready for On the Block with Stricken Austin coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7, the ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7, the ticket and the ticketfm.com.